0: Two, one.
1: Here we go. Joined by uh, Shane Rice um, today, and um, Shane runs GA periodization as well as his uh, own fitness industry life's lifestyle. Um, Shane, I suppose to start. Um, Fitness is so key, I suppose, for GA players during lockdowns, and we've probably never seen as much people more than ever doing 5Ks throughout this lockdown.
0: Yeah, so first of all, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's great to be here, to have a little chat. And um, They're starting off the conversation straight into it with 5Ks, and I think this is probably the topic that a lot of people asked me about and uh, what is my issue with 5Ks when it comes to improving your performance on the on the pitch now i mean sure is that the 5ks or the 10ks or even the long distance stuff can um be in place of some of the stuff that you should be doing like sprinting and um, maybe some uh, aerobic work uh, anaerobic work and people probably do 5ks thinking they've accomplished something that's going to benefit them to the pitch and it's not usually the case so usually we try to stay away from the 5ks but I've done manager 5Ks in, in my time and they're, they can be good for the mental health and good to get out of the house. But if we try to separate it from the performance aspect, well, then we'll be going a long way.
1: And do you think, like getting ready for a GA season, a lot of people think to be going running on the road and then some people are running on the pitch. Do you think, as a GA player, it's just vital to stick to the pitch?
0: Yeah, I mean, you're. You tend to try to stay on the playing surface that you're going to be playing in. I mean, the goal is to get better at a certain sport, which is Gaelic football, uh, whether it's soccer or whether it's basketball. Um, you try to stick to the training. Uh, I mean, if you're a basketball player, you're not going to go train on the pitch. So uh, why different with a Gaelic footballer? So when <clears throat> when we are getting ready for uh, matches and trainings, uh, we try to keep the, the playing surface the same throughout. And many of client clients of mine are, Anybody that I've talked to that has ran on the road uh, consistently can come into little issues like shin splints or um you know hammer hammer down the the feet into the floor repetitively on the hard ground isn't ideal. So we try to keep everything on the pitch as best we can.
1: As well, um Maz running really seems to be big around all the different clubs seem to be doing it at the moment, I suppose. For the listeners. You don't know what it is. Could you explain it and then why it is uh, so important at this time?
0: Yeah, I mean, mass run is just another method of basically getting fit or trying to um, maximize the 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 fitness levels that you're going to bring to the pitch. So. Just give you a brief outlook on I discovered it maybe a year ago. I started looking into it and started looking at the studies. I started looking at the coaches that were using them, using the method. And I thought it worked really, really well because it allowed the coach to individualize a program to the player. And every player was getting different running programs. So it's a little bit different than interval running. Um, I mean, mass uh, stands for maximal aerobic speed, and it's simply the minimal. Uh, run velocity at which VO2 max occurs. Um, And then we all know GEA, there's a great running demand of the sport and the greater the mass required for athletes in that sport to compete, especially at the high level. So if you look at a GEA player, um, they cover, let's say, eight to 11 kilometers at the high level and their heart rate's 84 to, let's say, 90 or 86% of their maximum. Um, I mean, these players have a great level of aerobic power and those with a larger aerobic power has been shown to perform better uh, in a match. Now, how do we improve that? Uh, match run is just a method. So we would get a player to do a five-minute test and they would cover as much distance as they possibly can within five minutes. So let's say they get 1.2K. Now, in my understanding, the, the low level would be in around 750, 800 meters and the high level that I've seen so far is right up to 1.5K and um, it would be very interesting to see if any top inter players are able to get the, the one mile within five minutes. that would be interesting, but I've yet to see it. And what we would do then is we would find their metres per second off that, and then you could design a programme. So it's very common now around clubs because it's easy to do. You mean you just get your players to do the five-minute test, whether it's a Bronco style or maybe you just get them to do uh, laps of the pitch. I prefer to do the laps of the pitch because you're cutting out the turning, which will probably kill a couple of seconds. And it's easy for the coaches to individualize and group the players, whereas back in the day, maybe a couple of years ago, it might be just more generic where players would have to do, let's say, 800 600 400s, and there wouldn't be an, a focused time for them to hit because we all know every player is different. Everyone's going to have different VO2 max. So... It's not very fair if you give, let's say, one of your top players a certain time to hit and then one of your weaker players to hit the the same time. So that's why Mass Run gives every player that opportunity to hit their times and coaches love it as well.
1: With the GA club season so far away, how can club players sustain running, Zoom calls and everything? (laughs) Would probably no action in Championship maybe July or August.
0: Yeah, good point. Now, we're all probably in question when will the league start, when will Championship start, when do you want to peak? And my business essentially is trying to get players to peak or have a certain structure to their, to their season, not just their weeks. So I would look at a 12-month block and I would try to see where we want to peak and see where or how... Can we best follow a structured program leading up to that uh, time of the year, which is, you know, the end of summer when you want to perform to your best. So I think right now players should be a little bit wary of what volume they're doing in terms of running, what volume they're doing in the gym, what intensity they're doing in the run and intensity that they're doing in the gym as well. So if you can imagine as you get closer to in-season, I mean, we probably will be back training in groups of 15 in March sometime, the way the cases are going right now. Fingers crossed it keeps going down. And I would like to think championship again would probably go with the the time that it was supposed to be. I don't think that will change. So we're looking at the volume of training to do uh, decrease over time. So if you're if you should probably follow on a high volume training program, whether it's on the pitch or whether it's in the gym right now, but the intensity isn't that high. That's the issue with a lot of players. They might feel as if the intensity and the volume has got to be through the roof at the minute, but that's not the case. We want to keep the intensity moderate, if not low at the minute. And then as we get closer to in-season, then the volume drops and the intensity increases. That's both on the pitch and and in the gym. So uh, I would be a little bit suspect of burnout or maybe you're doing too much right now, but it's okay doing plenty as long as the intensity is not through the roof as well. I think a lot of players will get away with that.
1: How have you personally found from going to training as an individual on your own with the Zoom calls, doing some gym sessions, doing some skill sessions by yourself rather than collectively?
0: Um, I mean, for me, I was always quite introverted in terms of training. I always preferred training on my own. Uh, when I'm in the gym whether I'm with a buddy or with, even if I know people in the gym usually I would keep the earphones in and not like to talk to them to be honest so for me it's not that much different I like to get into my own little bubble when it comes to training now when a, certain clients really are the opposite they're more extroverted where they like to be around people they like to be um going to the gym with friends they like to go to the pitch and do the running with people whereas I'm the opposite so everybody's going to be different everyone's going to have different uh ways of, of training so to me, it hasn't. It's been a blessing in disguise in terms of my own trend You can kind of keep the head down and keep focused. Whereas uh, I know some of my clients prefer and are struggling at the minute, so I try to give them as much support as possible. Um, but for me, it's been it's been it's been totally fine.
1: Just some of the other running um, I've seen on your website um, is the interval running something you'd recommend GA players to do during the season now.
0: Yeah, so interval running is quite similar to like mass run, but mass run is individualized based off a score. It's based off your distance within the five minutes. It's based off your meters per second. Whereas interval is, for example, Paul. If I tell you to run from end line to sixty-five meters in fifteen seconds, and you fifteen-second rest, and you repeat that for let's say ten times, and that's one set, and you might do a couple of sets. So interval training is generic again. So it's just. It's not really individualized to the player. It's just a set amount of meters. And the set amount of meters is usually a distance that's comfortable or a distance that's manageable for the player. So if I know from your history, your your fitness level, then I'm not going to give you too much of a distance to cover in a certain amount of time for interval training. Because uh, I would prefer to do mass run with you if I wanted to be totally accurate. But. Interval is pretty similar. I mean, the work to rest ratio is usually one to one or one to two. Um, but on top of the interval running, there's things like tempo running. Tempo is another great style of running for players to get in work when they're recovering. So let's say you do a tough session on a Monday, and you want to get out in the pitch and you want to do a bit of work. Work maybe on the Tuesday or Wednesday, but you're not a hundred percent back to yourself. Then you would go and do tempo running, which it means you're only working at seventy percent. And a lot of people get this wrong. I see it on Instagram a lot that te- people think tempo running is all out, you know, sprinting all out work, where it's actually seventy percent. It was actually founded by a guy called uh, Charlie Francis, who uh, understood that without taxing the body too much, you were able to get in um, a certain amount of volume and you- the intensity was to a decent amount. So tempo running is another form, but Interval running is just another method. There, there's tons of methods you can do. And I think we should mix through them all, to be honest, to keep things changing. And we should be working on our anaerobic and anaerobic and our sorry aerobic. Um and they all have huge benefits to G A. because if you think about G A, there's so much turn and there's so much change of direction. There's there's different, you know, distances covered at different speeds. So I think we should probably uh, move in within all the, the different methods of run.
1: And recovery is obviously vital. But what do you recommend players to do when they're in their recovery, rest, and recovery do do?
0: So first thing, whenever someone mentions recovery to me, is I always look at sleep. Sleep is hugely crucial to every GA player's recovery. It's crucial to their general their well-being. Um, fixing lifestyle habits is probably the first thing I look at with a player or with a client. Um, what time do they go to bed at? Are they consistently getting seven to nine hours sleep? Uh, what, And then you can look at food for recovery. So when people think recovery, they're thinking supplements, what should I do? Oh, you know, a protein shake straight after or a workout or whatnot, but it's actually sleep and your overall nutrition. That's going to be the main two. Um, so If you're someone that goes to bed at one o'clock, two o'clock at night, gets up at seven or eight, maybe they're on their phone before they go to bed, lying lying in bed on their tablet or whatnot. Well, then they're going to have issues with their nervous system not being fully recovered to go again the following day or the, the following session. So sleep's the first thing I look at. I've dived into meditation before bed. I'm using an app called Calm. I love it. It puts me to sleep straight away and the phone isn't even in the room. My AirPods are in my ear. Um, and the phone is outside of the room so I'm out Out there and I'm kind of getting good sleep and then I track all my recovery data via my WHOOP which is a membership strap that you can get for I think 25 euro a month or something so I, I really do go into recovery a lot uh, not just myself but with, with my players as well
1: And do you think it can be hard for players as well during the time when they're seeing some of the fittest players putting up some insane times and it can get into player's head. Why am I doing that certain time?
0: Yeah, I mean, we have to understand that everybody has different fitness levels and everybody has to start somewhere. And there's no good or bad level to be at, only a level that's going to be, you know, individual to you. So if you're someone that does a five-minute test and you get, let's say, 700 metres in that five-minute test, whereas another senior player is getting 1.3K, Now, if you improve that by an extra two to 300 meters the next time you retest, that's all that matters. Progression, it comes in different forms, and progression for each player is going to be different, but progression is progression. So if you are someone that's struggling mentally with maybe not being at the the level that you feel you need to be at, or if you're not at the level you feel that some players are, if you are progressing over the weeks, that's all you can do, right? Because you're never going to jump up and get to a certain level overnight. as long as you have the, the basics in place, you're going to progress. I know it can be it can be mentally challenging, but relish the challenge and you'll feel a lot better for it over the coming weeks or months when you do see a little bit of progression.
1: And we talked earlier about it's going to be difficult for players to sustain it, but how do you feel players can keep going? Do you think it needs, like in some clubs, it can be too heavy of a workload at the minute with the way things are, you it needs being a smaller
0: well country. Well, I mean, if we think about it, let's say there was no pandemic, we'd all be back training probably two or three times a week and the workload would be pretty high anyway. I think people are a little bit worried now about the workload because they're doing it on their own and they feel as if they shouldn't be doing anything because there's nothing at the end of the tunnel. Uh, for example, I have my senior players running uh two to three times a week, one sprint session, one mass run, and then we do some track interval running or some longer distance intervals. But, I mean, if there was no pandemic, we'd be training two or three times a week. And we all know the slogan and the volume that is done at this time of the year, um, which isn't always necessarily correct, but I guarantee that if there was no pandemic, the workload would be pretty high. Um, most of senior clubs would probably be coming into like a, a senior league Um, probably in March or April so if there was no pandemic we would be um, we'd be preparing for that so um, I think people just are a little worried because there's no real you know light agenda tone per se but I definitely think we'll be back uh, on the pitch in groups of 15 at least in March
1: and as well like with the skills emphasis it it can be hard for some players to know exactly what to do and then there's Attract players can get caught in focusing too much on the running and the gym mm. work. Like players can get caught up with that rather than focusing on the fundamentals of the game, really.
0: Yeah, I even actually had this chat with one of my club players recently about uh, buying Gaelic footballs or getting a hand on some kind of football because we tend to focus on the strength and condition aspect, the running, the gym work, the recovery, the stretching, mobility we forget that the actual sport we're playing um, involves a football. So uh, it's a bit cliche to talk about getting a ball and, you know, left hand, right hand, right foot, left foot. But I definitely would recommend players to look into the possibility of getting their hands on a bag of footballs or even purchasing two or three footballs every month or two. So they're able to go to the pitch and focus on doing some shooting and focus on doing some uh, kick passing with a friend if possible after maybe doing the running or before. Um, that is something I'm trying to focus on a lot and try to give um, give as much, you know, try to promote that, uh, taking footballs to the pitch and doing more skill aspect because that is something that I've definitely forgot about over the last couple of years, thinking that it would just all fall in place. But I guarantee all the top intercounty players definitely have a football in their car. Absolutely. And...
1: You had a great year for Scotstown last year winning the county title and there must be excitement to go again with the team you have at the moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was very lucky to come back from Toronto and into such a fantastic bunch of lads. Um, They credit themselves how they carry themselves off the field and on the field and they're hungry as ever. I haven't been with them now for four or five years from the beginning, so I'm really looking forward to being there from the start this year and uh, seeing the drive that they bring to pre-season and whatnot. So, um, grateful to be a part of uh, of, a, of a great club. And, you know, moving forward, I'm just excited to see how, how everything goes this year.
1: And Shane, there must be a huge excitement in Monaghan as well with uh, former Kerry football coach Tony Buckley involved this year.
0: Yeah, um, I would know some of the intercounty county just to chat to. You. I mean, I wouldn't be talking to many of them at all, but... I mean, Buckley is obviously well-recognized in the GA field. I have no doubt that him alongside Banty and uh, Davis, they come in, the, the, the transition coach, they're, they'll push the lads to a certain point that they're probably looking to some progression from last year. I'd say the lads are a little bit disappointed with last year, but uh, no doubt then going into hopefully there's going to be a league soon and they're going to show what they're what they're worth and how they can you know probably uh, push on better um, in 2021.
1: And just as well, like losing to Kevin Manning would have received a lot of criticism on social media, and we're seeing it in soccer, rugby, football. The last day that there's just so much abuse going to players if their result doesn't go right, and it's yeah, not a good thing to see at all in our sports, really.
0: No, I mean, 2020 was a crazy year. Um, it was a it was a strange year. It was a tough year for the players, to, you know, to get the motivation without any fans and whatnot. So, um, for player for players to receive, let's say, online abuse or receive text or Twitter, you know, can be an, the one platform that maybe some fans advice their opinion. Um, it's not nice to see, but again, I'm sure it's part of the game. Uh, in every sport, you're always going to have critics, whether journalists or fans. So. Um, I'm sure the players are old enough and big enough to take it on the chin, um, and use it for motivation moving forward.
1: Just finally you now back to the uh, just to finish it up. Um, do you think players should be focusing on burning a certain amount of calories, or do you think that should not come into play at all? Right.
0: No, I don't think. I mean, it depends on your goal. If you're a player that's wanting to change the body composition and they have, let's say, five to ten percent of body fat, they want to burn. Well, then, of course, calories is going to matter because you need to be in a calorie deficit to burn body fat. But if you're focusing on the amount of calories you're burning during a workout, then that won't necessarily um, you know, carry over to your performance in terms of the intensity and the volume and what you're actually trying to achieve out of the running. Um, but overall daily calories and overall weekly calories is important if you're trying to change body composition or trying to lose body fat, of course. And if you're doing that, then you're tracking your your food or you have a good understanding of calories in terms of food and macronutrients. So, um, But focusing on calories burnt, I don't think I've ever told my client or myself to look at the calories burnt because you could burn 200 calories within two hours of doing very, very little or you could burn 200 calories within 15 minutes doing high intensity interval training. So it's not really a good marker really.
1: Absolutely. Well, thanks a million for your time and sharing this.